All right, I think we can get started. How's it going, guy? Hey, Mod, no complaints. What's, what's the latest at your end on the farm? I see that the budget BIP is up for voting. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess since, yeah, update since the last DAO meeting on the proposals, uh, the budget proposal went up, or the budget BIP went up yesterday. Uh, that is, just as a reminder, both a combination of both the Q1 and the Q2 budget for Beanstalk Farms. And since the initial sharing of the draft, the uh, size of the audit fund, or the, the dedicated uh, funds for funding various security audits uh, was increased from 200K to 500K beans. That was a, a decision we made after some discussions about, particularly in the context of the budget being extended for over the course of a five-month period. Uh, and, you know, the various audits we want to fund across Halborn, other auditors, particularly Code Arena competitions, things like that, uh, felt it was prudent to make sure that those weren't going to be uh, running low anytime soon. Uh, also, the unfortunately, um, Halborn shared some news with us a couple days ago that they were at least temporarily discontinuing uh, service for their Seraf product, um, which was yeah extremely disappointing. Uh, there were a lot of folks on on both the the Beanstalk side and and the Halborn side that had spent a lot of time on it. Um, so uh, unclear how that proceeds, but at the moment. There were a handful of other governance uh, upgrades and amendments that were going to be proposed in the Seraph BIP that I think we're going to hold off and probably combine with uh, anything that comes from a lot of the discussions that have been happening in the Discord around around governance, both uh, in the governance channel and at the uh, discussion that was uh, yesterday that should have been uh, uploaded to Anchor. Um, so we'll probably host a, another one or two of those and um, you know perhaps. We can put out a bop or something like that with with a couple changes. Uh, for example, the stock delegation that was discussed yesterday, uh, among all the other changes that were going to be proposed in the Seraph bit. Okay. Um, and do we have a date on when is the next uh, call that follows from uh, yesterday's or follows on yesterday's? Uh, we don't, but we should get one. All right. And I understand that we have a development call as well scheduled today. Yeah, apologies. Didn't get to, didn't have a chance to uh, announce that per se. But so last Friday, we had had what we called uh, Beanstalk DAO dev call number one, which was uh, at the time sort of a, a brain dump of all the, all the things that we intend to, to work on over the next couple quarters. But uh, a few of us, you know, the BFC folks, Bubis, et cetera, are going to be uh, sitting in here in the barnyard at the top of the hour to talk about, uh, sort of figure out all the in-between work. So like, you know, off-chain indexing stuff that needs to be designed for Tractor, uh, you know, discussions around where to put the UI for Wells. You know, the roadmap we published a couple weeks ago is strictly uh, on-chain development. And, uh, you know, there's obviously... A lot of work to be to be done uh, in the middle and on top. So uh, we're planning on discussing that at the top of the hour here in the barnyard. Okay. And and lastly, with regards to the budget bip, we have six more days for that. So it ends on February eighth, and I see um, there is, I think, close to twenty million votes so far, and quorum is at around forty-five, um, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, good turnout so far. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how that goes. Anything else, Guy? I'll leave it at that. Thanks, Mad. Oh, thank you. Silo Chad, how are things at your end? Not too bad, Mod. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just writing a, a message for, for everybody with some links to some BRs I'm going to send in the, in the barnyard chat. Uh, this is kind of the list of stuff that's in flight right now. So first and most importantly... Uh, let me clear these. Um, on the on the Wells front, uh, two PRs this week. So this uh, Aquifer PR, which is basically adding a permissionless registry for Wells, um, and then the Pumps PR, which is currently pending. And we're gonna start a, a team code review uh, of this today, pending some some final changes from Publius. Uh, Publius can speak more maybe to the uh, development process on that front in in a minute. 
uh, but ultimately trying to drive both of these to be completed by the end of the week and then move those to uh, sort of the secondary Wells audit. So as a reminder, for the first part of the Wells audit included the core Wells code and then the constant product to pricing function uh, and some of the deployment systems. Uh, and then this follow-up audit, uh, which will be performed by Halborn and, and probably also one other new auditor that we're, we're working with, uh, hopefully working with, will be uh, completed, uh, or sorry, will include the pump that Beanstalk will read as well as some of the registry systems, which uh, I can talk a bit more about if, if anybody's interested. On the, uh, there's one other BIP uh, or sort of protocol upgrade besides the, uh, besides the budget BIP that's out right now, which is the Sunrise Improvements. We've made some refactors to this and Halborn will do a re-review. There's, uh, I linked the three PRs there. It's also gonna include uh, updated documentation of a lot of the uh, related facets. Um, which is something we've been we've been doing with all upgrades as a part of our effort to make it uh, easier for auditors to to jump in and understand Beanstalk, as well as for new developers to do the same. Uh, and then on the UI front, uh, there's two PRs out right now related to this claim and do X functionality, which uh, which Sweet Red Beans has been working on, uh, as well as some upgrades to the SDK, which uh, add things like silo withdrawals and. Uh, and adding the swap functionality to the UI and a couple other things. Uh, and then we're also discussing some, some sort of smaller cosmetic upgrades related to charting, which we'll, we'll hopefully uh, uh, implement this, this week. If you want to follow along there, check out the uh, UI updates channel. Besides that, just, uh, yeah, I mean, excited to kind of put, keep pushing Wells forward. Thank you, Chad. Sweet red beans. Hey, Mod. How's it going? Going well. How, how are things at your end? Good. Yeah, I have, have quite a few updates this week. Um, this week, I spent a bunch of my time building a demo, like a first version of a demo for a different market with an asset structure sort of similar to pods. Uh, I think I've talked about this in previous weeks, but hopefully this will help us sort of gauge appetite from you know other potential consumers of a three-dimensional charting interface to display market depth. Uh, happy to dig into that if anyone has questions. I know it's sort of a mouthful. Um, sort of along those lines, I'm starting to think about the scope of the end state of sort of the UI charting capabilities for uh, markets that Wells and Tractor intend to support um, and sort of how all of this pod marketplace work fits into um, sort of the end state of, of those. And so hopefully we'll we'll be able to converge on scope for that during the dev call today. Um, so, you know, one of the pieces of work that we've been kind of thinking about for the last few weeks and working on is updating the input fields throughout the site to make the source of your balance a little bit more obvious and give the user some more granular control over which assets they're using in a transaction, whether it's your farm balance or your uh, circulating balance. And this work kind of, prompted a discussion about the really, really bad user experience of the farm balance right now. So uh, we're starting to talk about it and you know hope to sort of make a lot of improvements on how the farm balance fits into the UI in general. But um, hopefully we can get that to a state where it's a lot more usable. So if you have opinions or thoughts there, you know, feel free to DM me. Lastly, uh, Chad sort of touched on this, but we've sort of completed a first version of the user interfaces to add uh, claim, harvest, rinse, mow, plant, and en route to any transaction to save gas. Um, so this, this work, which will sort of live on each transaction module on the UI, sort of prompted a, I don't, I don't know if, whether to call it revamp, but uh, sort of like a discussion on the UI for seniorage and other sort of like, you know, revitalized stock and seed um, to see if we can make that feel a little bit more intuitive than they are in their current form. Uh, so hopefully reduce some complexity there. Uh, hopefully we'll have an update by the next DAO meeting with, with a better experience for, for both that additional claim operation and then the uh, sort of base claim operation. So uh, happy to dig into any of that if anyone has questions, but that's that's sort of what we've been working on in our end. 
I have a question or two, uh, Sweetheart. So you said that you're working on a UI for a market that's not the pod marketplace? That's right, yeah. Can you give us an example maybe on, on what are these markets uh, that we expect them you know, to be out? Yeah, so uh, you know, one of the discussions we've been having is that pods are sort of this really interesting asset because they have this like ordinal structure to them. And so the way that the pod marketplace UI is currently designed uh, sort of allows you to inspect the depth of the pod marketplace. Sorry, the way that the UI is currently designed, I know it, it, it's it's not live on the site right now, but allows you to sort of like inspect the depth of the pod marketplace along like a curve. So you can imagine the x-axis being, you know, the number of the pods or the place in line the Y being the price, and then using color as a Z-axis to demonstrate depth. So uh, sort of a thesis here is that there are other assets with some uh, sort of a similar structure. So you can imagine uh, futures, for example, have sort of a similar structure in the sense that they have this ordinal structure based on when the expiry is. And, uh, you know, hopefully, well, at, at least we've taken a first attempt to try and overlay the color as the z-axis on on a futures uh specifically bitcoin futures market and um yeah so uh the idea here is like maybe there's been some discussion about you know this this might be something that's potentially valuable to uh other users outside of the beanstalk ecosystem um, maybe some centralized exchanges, maybe some decentralized exchanges might have a use case for this. And uh, that's just something that we're sort of exploring on, uh, on our end of things. It's still pretty early, but that's, that's sort of the, the quick summary there. Hopefully that makes sense. Makes sense. And I think it would be more clear when, when we see it. Out. So thank you, Sweetred, for, uh, for answering this. And of course, to others, if you had uh, further questions, uh, feel free to go and ask it now. Definitely. Hope to uh, hope hope to share sort of a, a demo sometime in the in the next few weeks if if folks are uh, interested in that. I know I am. So whenever something like that is ready, we look forward to it. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Okay, um, I'll pause here uh, just to see if folks uh, who are with us uh, have something that they would like to discuss. As a reminder, again, that this meeting is for the DAO. So even though we go through updates from Beanstalk Farms, the intention of it is to discuss any topic um, you know, that the DAO would like to discuss. So I'll pause here for a bit, and then maybe we can uh, chat a bit with Publius. OK. Publius, any thoughts on your end? Hey, Mod. Uh, on this end, want to highlight a couple things. One, the, the BIP that is currently live is an important, uh, an important indicator of where the DAO is at and how aligned the DAO is with a lot of the development that's happening. And think that independent of whether people are supporting or against it, it's very important that people participate in the discussion. See, there's been a lot of really fruitful discussion in the, the Discord channel about it, and we just really encourage everyone to, over the next couple of days as the vote is taking place, to continue to uh, participate in the discussion and uh, vote as people feel is appropriate. Uh, now, do really want to highlight how important these governance decisions are and think that the fact that Seraph is being shut down by Halborn uh, in the immediate after aftermath of the Seraph bib not passing uh, should be, and obviously it's, it's not necessarily right to infer that correlation equals causation, although uh, they did mention that they were very surprised that the bib didn't pass, and in the context of the fact that uh, I believe Beanstalk was their first client, or the DAO would have been their first client, but this likely was a, a big deal for them, and the result is that their whole program is now being shut down. And so the, the DAO does have a lot of power, and 
think that it's on all of us collectively as members of the DAO to both participate in high high quality discourse and discussion. In the case of Seraph, there really wasn't any discussion and then the bit failed and things like that are red flags from our perspective. And then separately, as the DAO, I think, uh, and to the governance call that was referenced earlier in the in the DAO meeting, having these types of calls and ultimately coming to some resolution on how to improve governance in general is very important. And I think that more and more over the next couple of weeks, uh, or I would say more and more think that over the next couple of weeks, uh, feel it's very important for the DAO to come together and improve the governance situation uh, pretty significantly. Uh, otherwise, uh, would encourage everyone to participate in the dev calls that are happening. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in the ecosystem, in and around the ecosystem. And it's it's important that if not everyone is aligned on what should happen, that at least everyone is participating in the discussion or everyone that wants to to help out is participating in the discussion. So people have a sense of what they should be working on whether they should be working on it with other members of the DAO or Beanstalk Farms and who wants to work on it. This is, the, the time is ripe to innovate and develop really cool technology over the next couple of quarters before the crypto markets turn around. And there's a lot to be done. So hashing a lot of it out in the dev calls is really a wonderful experience for us and would just remind or encourage everyone to uh, to come and participate and hang out if uh, if that's something that interests you. Uh, on the the charting library uh, that Sweet Red Beans has been talking about, want to just emphasize that this is exactly the type of work that, if it's done properly, should both be immediately usable by the Beanstalk UI for things like uh, the pod marketplace, but more generally as the sophistication in and around Beanstalk increases, like there are going to be uh, futures markets for Beanstalk assets, et cetera, that the work that is being done to build generalized tech is going to reap a ton of rewards, uh, both in the immediate future and hopefully the long term. So maintaining a, a larger view or a zoomed out view on what's going on and why building certain things remains incredibly important. And to that, to that point, think that in the context of the discussion around uh, the BIP and funding Beanstalk Farms, there's an open question as to how much development uh, should be focused on Beanstalk exclusively, things like governance, things like the gauge system, uh, other improvements to peg maintenance, versus things in and around the ecosystem that ultimately, at least hopefully, will lead to utility of being. And this is an important discussion that we, we should all have collectively, but, but do want to weigh in and say that independent of whether or not the bean price is regularly oscillating above and below uh, its peg, uh, in the grand scheme of things, there is a large fundamental question as to whether the nature of the demand for beans is speculative or utility-based. And in the past, because there has not been any use for beans, objectively, all of the demand for beans has been speculative. And so there's a really fine line between getting the printer back on uh, and having the system appear to be healthy from speculative demand and having the system running smoothly and oscillating the bean price above and below its peg as a result of utility-based demand. And at the moment, on this end, feel very strongly that the current set of DeFi primitives on the market are such that it is almost impossible to imagine any sort of utility-based demand for beans. And therefore, from our perspective, doing the hard work of building core architecture like wells that should be in the short term immediately helpful to Beanstalk once implemented, but in the grand scheme of things, really should 
help create the base for which beans can be used upon is really, really important. So just want to want to take a moment to emphasize that in the context of all of this discussion on what to build, uh, how it should be built, who should be building it, how to fund them, that if things are not built, independent of whether the printer is on and the system is growing, it seems like things are not uh, going to be sustainable. And really want to emphasize that when we started working on Beanstalk, and even when we deployed Beanstalk, this is something we've said recently and in the past, but want to emphasize again, we had the misconception that the only thing that was missing to facilitate utility of DeFi was a competitive money, that there was centralization and carrying cost problems associated with current stable coins, and that that was holding back the adoption of the tech. At this point, feel like it's pretty objective that even though Beanstalk is live and there is the money, which is relatively low in volatility and certainly has competitive carrying costs uh, in the grand scheme of things compared to other stable coins, that there's no utility for beans. Uh, there's no, nothing that people are using beans for. And therefore, it's a reasonable thesis, we think, to have that it's actually the tech. Uh, the rest of the tech stack that is preventing the use of beans as money. So a lot of the work that's being done now is being done on the stack uh, around beans or beanstalk such that hopefully uh, beans can ultimately be used for real economic activity. Uh, this is generally, although not explicitly, the lines along which we wrote the, the blog post that we published in, in the beginning of the year. Uh, but want to be a little bit more explicit about the fact that in our in our perspective, currently there is not the ability to use beans for real economic activity in a censorship resistant fashion, and therefore, not really realistic to expect there to be much utility based demand for beans. And if all of the demand for beans is speculative, uh, it's unlikely that the system is going to be able to sustain itself over long periods of time. So uh, this is something that is worth debate and discussion, but think that as people are debating and discussing the problem, and in particular in the context of funding the DAO, that it's important to be discussing the, the substantive issues, which is why aren't beans being used? What would it take for beans to be used? And how are we going to get there? So that's, those are perhaps the, the, the right questions to be talking about and want to just throw our, 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 our two cents in uh, to try to guide the discussion closer to those questions. Popius, would you think or say that Bitcoin has, um, you know, economic or, or utility that it's used or it's also mostly speculative today? I think that in a lot of developing countries or countries where there's high levels of inflation, uh, Bitcoin has clearly demonstrated real-world utility, uh, also for cross-border payments. Uh, but the, the question, as we see it, is how to facilitate a, an, a base layer of technology that beans can be used on that can facilitate not just P2P payments, uh, but general economic activity in a competitive fashion to current centralized alternatives. So if you think about what that means in practice, it's the, the question has to be answered in the context of how does the economy work today? And that's a, as, perhaps as big as a question as you can ask. But the, the basic starting point, we would argue, is that the majority of economic activity comes from trading and lending. And if you look at the current protocols that facilitate uh, trading and lending 
on Ethereum or on any chain for that matter, they're dramatically uncompetitive with the centralized alternatives that the majority of economic activity happens on at the moment. And so if we, I, I, I think to your question, Mod, there is maybe a happy middle ground or, or maybe just a starting point where beans can be used for pure P2P payments as a, as a currency uh, without any sort of more sophisticated economic activity happening on top of it. Uh, and this is really a strategy question, uh, what to optimize for and what to optimize around and how time, timelines, sorry about the noise, how timelines factor into, into that. So there is an argument to be made that there should be more work done trying to facilitate the use of beans or the adoption of beans as a, as a currency, uh, a medium of exchange and store of value uh, for P2P transactions, but would, would maybe push back on, on that a little bit just from a what to optimize on perspective in the sense that particularly given that Beanstalk was just exploited and it's a very new currency, it seems like at the margin, it's not going to be immediately competitive with something like Bitcoin or Ether for P2P payments. And it's probably more reasonable for as Beanstalk starts to accumulate a Lindy effect or, or, or uh, generate a Lindy effect around being live for an extended period of time, that other types of economic activity uh, can, can start to use beans. And in particular, think that a low volatility positive carry asset is optimal for uh, particularly uh, lending activity. And so independent of Beanstalk being traded as a medium of exchange uh, in, in DeFi and beyond over the next couple of years, I think that the real place where, if we think about the adoption of real economic activity or, or the transition of real economic activity on chain or onto decentralized primitives, that's only really going to happen when the activity can happen in a way that is either dramatically economically outcompetitive with current solutions and or, and it's unclear which, whether it's and or or, the stack on which the economic activity can happen is totally uh, permissionless and decentralized and censorship resistant. And given that, at least it seems like we're five to 10 years away from having uh, a totally censorship resistant tech stack uh, that beans or ether or, or any other uh, decentralized currency can be used on, it seems like in the short term, the way to generate utility-based demand for beans is to focus on the use cases that beans are likely to be very competitive in. And so sophisticated financial activity being denominated in beans because they are low volatility and positive carry uh, is a very interesting thing that I think more discussion should be had about. But from our perspective, it's it's probably the lowest hanging fruit in terms of likely to generate utility-based demand for beans. But it's worth acknowledging it's actually not that low-hanging. In theory, uh, if the current DeFi protocols were sufficient, then it would, it would just be there for the taking. It would just require the deployment of uh, factory contracts that are uh, already live or the use of factory contracts uh, that are already live. Uh, but unfortunately, as we were saying earlier, it doesn't appear to us that there is the tech stack necessary to, to facilitate that, that real economic activity or use of beans in, in practice. So uh, work on wells as a DEX to trade uh, and, and work on, uh, I guess you could call it like a, a loan factory uh, those are those are the projects that are, are are being worked on 
that we are most excited about in terms of their ability to contribute to utility-based demand for beans, but building this tech, and in particular, building it the right way where once it's implemented, it doesn't need to be re-implemented again and again, uh, and it's maximally composable and generalized, does not happen overnight. And so there's a lot of really, really great work, in our opinion, that is happening uh, at the moment to get to a point where there is utility-based demand for beans. But it, it, it really, it is worth saying that independent of whether people are buying Bitcoin to, to use it as a P2P cash system or using it to speculate, that at this point, it's not 100% speculation driven. And it probably took a couple of years at a minimum for demand for BTC to get to a point where it wasn't uh, almost 100% speculative. Uh, so there is to be made that just focus on the speculative demand for now and the rest will sort itself out. But from a, a long-term sustainability perspective, don't think that that makes the most sense. So sorry for the long-winded answer there, Mod, but I think it's a, a very interesting question. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Publius. Uh, and Albin um, shared some thoughts. I'm, I'm going to try to summarize uh, what they said. So they're saying is that they think Publius is a future where stables, and Bean is one of them, can compete with the real world. So we're setting up Beanstalk for that future. Um, they're wondering what about now? And in their comp comparison, they're comparing it against FRAX, USDT, USDC, and DAI, for example. And they say that these coins, to an extent today, you can say that they do have utility. But they didn't need any of the tech uh, stack that you know Beanstalk is trying to build around. Uh, do you have an explanation on how did they find utility without needing any of that tech? Would would ask what? Uh, I mean, would ask what is the utility that is really being talked about here, and would argue that close to 100% of the, the historical demand for stable coins has been to speculate. So even if the demand for the stable coin itself is not necessarily speculative demand because of the collateralized nature of the stable coins, what the stable coins are being demanded for is still speculation. So we would push back on the concept that there is effectively any sort of real economic activity happening on chain at the moment. And just to jump in here, I think one kind of data point that kind of backs up what Publius is saying is <clears throat> you go on Aave and, you know, borrow interest rates to borrow USDC, DAI, uh, fracs are all around 3%. Um, you know, with a traditional financial bank right now, someone could deposit dollars and receive an interest rate of around three and a half percent, if not more. Um, you know, the federal uh, interest rate is in the mid fours. So on-chain interest rates are still significantly lower than interest rates for the real world US dollar, kind of signaling that, you know, the demand for on-chain stable coins is still significantly less than the demand for the US dollar. And interest rates are highly cyclical. They go way up when there's a boom. And now that we're in a bear market, there's actually no demand to use the stable coins for anything whatsoever. So the, the point is that, you know, while there has been $100 billion plus in demand for uh, stable coins to date, it is all speculative in nature. Yeah, I think some of that can be reflected if you look into the market cap of these coins. So you'll see them that they rally up, you know, as as you expect, uh, or as the rest of the market rallies, and then you'll see them um, dropping um, um, as said that. And a big part of it, as as what Publius mentioned, is that there is um, an economic cost, let's say, or an opportunity cost for you holding them on chain when you can, you know, take take them elsewhere. That may not only be the only reason I mean, uh, people may need you know, money elsewhere and, and this is why they're taking them off chain, but the, the trend uh, you would see is the same. Now, why do each of these coins have different uh, sizes or market caps? Uh, that's, that's a completely different, uh, different question.
Also, I do think it's really important to consider how Beanstalk has performed in various market conditions. During the last bull market, Beanstalk was incredibly competitive for speculation purposes with other stable coins. Uh, during the bear market, you could make an argument that Beanstalk has been less competitive than other stable coins because it's at 94 cents. But we would argue, given the non-collateralized nature of the protocol, that's pretty good. And so the idea that Beans cannot currently compete with uh, other stable coins based on what they're, they're currently being used for, we think is wrong. Uh, would argue that the silo, particularly a silo where there's a, uh, a gauge system implemented, can facilitate dramatically uh, out-competition. I don't know what the word is. Uh, beans out-competing other stable coins in terms of demand to speculate with uh, and, and think that it's highly likely that a gauge system is implemented before uh, the next bull market comes around. Uh, a lot of work is being done on uh, an updated version of the silo that should facilitate uh, the implementation of a gauge system ultimately. But the point is, again, that if the demand for beans during the next bull market is 100% speculative based and not utility based, uh, that that will likely lead to a dramatic underperformance of bean stock during the next bear market. And so it may be, it may sound foolish or sound ridiculous to be thinking multiple market cycles ahead, but that is ultimately the way that bean stock needs to operate. And Therefore, it is important that the DAO is also thinking over those time periods and uh, to, to focus solely on the next couple months. Uh, and in particular, it seems like the rhetoric in the discussion in the DAO is uh, to prevent the price of bean from going down further or to prevent more devs from selling, to focus on the price action or the Delta B over the next two, three, six, nine months during the bear market, uh, to us seems seems much more foolish than zooming out and trying to figure out over a two, three, four, five-year time horizon how we are collectively going to get Beanstalk to a place where it is, it is largely, largely sustainable. And that will only be the case if there is significant utility-based demand relative to speculative demand for beans. I have a question uh, on something you said. I, I think the whole DAO here is on board when we talk about Beanstalk needing utility, beans needing utility. And up until now, I thought I knew what that meant, but you said something earlier, which kind of threw my world upside down. You said that you don't think the current stable coins out there, FRAX, USDC, USDT, DAI, you don't believe those have utility. So I think our definition, well, at least yours and mine, are not aligned on what utility means. And I'm going to suspect other people in the DAO might be in the same camp. If if you don't think the current stablecoins have utility, what do you mean by utility? So th th there is utility, but the utility is exclusively for speculation. So can you clarify that? Yeah. When I'm this when I'm holding stablecoins because I'm waiting the bear market out, I wouldn't think I'm speculating. Or if I'm using a stablecoin to to buy something because that's just what I can buy with it. That doesn't feel like speculating. Or when I'm sending a stable coin to, to somebody across the world because it's just an easy way to send dollars to them and then they can do something with it. That doesn't feel like speculating. So would, would kind of push back on that and ask what, what data suggests that there's a significant amount of payments happening in stable coins at the moment. And it seems like if you look at the demand for stable coins over extended periods of time, that the demand and use of the current stable coins that exist is generally for looping and leveraging. And if you, I, I'd push, also push back on the contention that uh, holding stable coins during the, the, the bear market is a use case that Beans has failed to, to fulfill. So maybe, maybe the, the payment rails is one, one instance where you could say, yeah, USDC has slightly better use for payments than Beans does at the moment. I uh, think, that, think that that's a, like the fiat on off ramp is a, 
gargantuan problem that has to be answered at scale and therefore is not something that is is low-hanging fruit at all. Uh, and it's probably a lost leader when it comes to the implementation of uh, fiat on and off ramp, but uh, don't want to get too lost in those weeds. But the the point is that if you look at what, and again, would would, would reference the interest rates on uh, various DeFi lending protocols as the main reference here. If you look at the demand for stablecoins over time, and also the supply of stablecoins, that's another data point, that it is highly correlated with uh, the general market. And when the, when the market is going up, that the main use case for stablecoins is for leverage and for speculation. So holding the stable coins during a, a bear market as a store of value is, is one thing uh, and don't want to discount that too much. Although, uh, as Publius was saying earlier, the interest rates on Aave right now are lower than the federal funds rate. So it's actually probably not the best place to be holding your money at the moment. But uh, nonetheless, to try to give you a substantive answer as to what real economic activity would look like from our perspective is somebody buying a house, uh, somebody borrowing money to open up a business. Uh, the, the concept that the activity that is happening on chain is almost exclusively uh, borrowing and trading to speculate on the prices of other assets uh, as opposed to the creation of uh, businesses that are actually creating value and serving customers would, would probably be the main distinction or bifurcation. So do you think that the reason that you can't buy a house on chain or whatever, you know, the other examples you gave, you think that's because of the underlying technology or, it, you know, I, I would have thought it's just because the blockchain really just hasn't reached this critical adoption uh, inflection point really right how do you know that it how do you know that in three years everyone will have a wallet on their you know phone and you'll be able to buy a house with frax even though frax won't have or usdc even though those guys won't have this technology to to support these other use cases that you mentioned so first once the tech is built, everyone will be able to use it. So there's nothing to say that Frax or USDC also won't be able to use the tech that the DAO is currently built, just as a caveat. But the the big point is that if you if you if you zoom in and try to think about what it whether the problem is just lack of adoption of blockchain technology or it's not ready and just write it off as that, we would say that's, uh, that's not a real answer. The blockchain is not ready for a variety of reasons. And you could argue that it's uh, the scalability or the, the privacy or the, the, the cost to use the network for transactions, uh, which are certainly issues, but that's, that's, a, that's only one half of the coin. The other half of the coin that is that even if we assume that all of those problems are fixed, we don't see realistically uh, the blockchain still being used for economic activity. And so we're happy to talk about what might need to get built in order to get to that point. But just want to go back to the point we made earlier about how we... Did, we had a, a total misconception on this front when we started working on Beanstalk, which is that everything else was ready for real economic activity. And the only thing that was missing was a competitive currency to perform that real economic activity in. And at this point, it has become very clear to us that no matter how perfect uh, we collectively try to make the Beanstalk uh, stability model itself, that it will also not, there's no amount of work on Beanstalk itself that can get us to a point where beans will be used on the blockchain 
for real economic activity, unfortunately. Improvements to Beanstalk itself, uh, we don't think can get us there because the rest of the tech stack simply isn't there yet. And so there then becomes a, an optimization question. Does it make sense to first uh, exclusively work on improving Beanstalk uh, to get it as good as it can be before changing focus and then seeing if no one else has built the tech that is necessary to facilitate being to be used for real economic activity, then to start to do that. Uh, we don't think that's the optimal way to do things and think it's not the optimal way to do things, particularly in the context of what else is going on. And if you, if you look at what any of the other leading DeFi protocols are working on, and you consider what they're working on in the context of the theoretical problems that need to be solved in order to facilitate real economic activity, there's basically no progress happening at all. And so I think if, if we assume it work on Beanstalk for a year, get it to a place where it's basically perfect, and then hopefully the rest of DeFi will be right in, in step or in tandem, uh, getting to a place where it can be used in tandem with Beanstalk, think that will be disastrous and prove to be totally wrong. And the, the point, therefore, is that it is really important to think about, well, and, and this was one of the reasons why we wrote the, the blog post in early January, was to try to communicate a lot of the theoretical uh, problems that need to be addressed by DeFi and talk substantively about the fact that none of those problems are currently being solved by any of the other leading projects out there. And therefore, it is important on it is important to, to us as a DAO, or it should be important to us as a DAO to go out and build that tech. Uh, because if not, whenever the next bull market comes around uh, and, and there's a ton of speculative demand for beans and the system's going to be printing, uh, it's unlikely to be able to turn any of that speculative demand uh, into utility based demand. And that would be. Uh, a big problem, not during the bull market when things are going great, but it'll be a big problem during the bear market when now there's a dramatic downturn in demand for beans. And uh, from a, from a, if you look at the, the whole history of Beanstalk, there is some natural cyclicality to the way it works, where when the price is above its peg and it's printing, there are some people that simply do not leave the system until the printing is stopped. And then they leave the system and the price goes below its peg, and at some point, at least so far, the price is bottomed out, and then it returns to its peg, and the system repeats itself. The real goal in the grand scheme of things should be to try to smooth out those oscillations as much as possible. There's a question as to time versus magnitude uh, uh, in terms of deviations from peg, but the, the goal of beanstalk and therefore the goal of the dow should really be to smooth out those oscillations as much as possible and feel like very clearly the answer to how to smooth out uh those cycles is to create long-term demand for beans and while there certainly is long-term speculative demand for beans think that at the margin long-term utility-based demand for beans is much much better and healthier for the system and sustainable so uh, then the question really does become, how do we get to a point where there is utility-based demand for beans? And that's, that's the, I mean, these are the types of productive discussions that the DAO should really be engaging in rigorously. Um, and that these discussions should guide what is being funded uh, in particular and how, how it's being funded. But the, the point that we want to make is that this discussion hasn't really been happening and we are happy to participate in the discussion, but really don't want to be uh, required to lead the discussion constantly and feel like it's important that these types of questions that are very clearly top of mind for so many people uh, that, that, that they are raising their voices and, making it known that there's some lack of clarity or lack of 
uh, alignment on what the questions are, what the answers to the questions are, et cetera. Um, but it, 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 you know, just speaking candidly, it does feel a little bit like at the moment it's on us as Publius to come and talk to everyone about what the problems and solutions are. And that, that doesn't bode particularly well for the, the, the decentralization or long-term sustainability of Beanstalk that, that the, these discussions are really almost exclusively being led by us. So want to give a huge shout out to Albine for raising their voice and, and, and participating in the discussion and would, would emphasize how important we feel it is for more people to do the same. Hey, thanks for that. But just to push back just a smidge here, when you have the perspective that you guys are the only ones talking about this, I see it a little bit differently, right? I think the core issue that I'm just now starting to kind of get a glimpse of is that there's two definitions of utility. And up until today, I didn't really grasp, uh, grasp that, right? Because uh, if we look at utility by the definition of what a normal DeFi user like myself would, would define utility as, I would say Frax has utility, USDC has utility, all those current stable coins, they have utility. So by that definition, by that metric... Just, just for clarity, what is, the, what is that utility? Could you just define uh, that? That's not relevant for this point. Let me, well, I'll come back to that, but I just want to make the, the higher level point here, right? I think people have been discussing or attempting to discuss how Beanstalk gains that kind of utility, right? So when, we, when, when people think that that's the goal, to be like a Frax or a DAI or a USDC, they say, hey... Those guys are where they are because of things like partnerships and business development and basically people using them and protocols accepting them and protocols using those things uh, as their treasury. And the only way to do that is through like marketing and putting the word out and business development and blah, 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 blah. I mean, we've all seen how many people have asked for business dev and that kind of stuff. But what I'm seeing from, from you guys is that you have a sort of different definition of utility that goes far beyond what fraxes and dies and USDCs are doing today, right? So I think there, there's a gap there. I think there's a gap in understanding. And, and I know you just like, gave a, an explanation now, but even I'm still not quite clear. That gap still exists for me, right? In terms of what goal you're, you're, you're seeing that, that Beanstalk needs to reach that is different than these other ones and why those other ones will fail at reaching that, that goal. And basically that vision is missing, right? So the DAO doesn't see what you're seeing, so they're not talking about it, right? So if, if you see something, if, you're, if you have the, the vision of, of something that, that only you can see, then I would argue that it's, it's your job to, to kind of talk about it and, and make us all see that. Appreciate that very much. And to that, to that point, will try to more actively participate in the discussion. Uh, just want to want to highlight that we are constantly trying to figure out how not to take over uh, the discussion entirely and feel like it is really important that the DAO, the DAO uh, facilitates a lot of discussion independent of us. But to your point that at the moment, there seems to be a significant dissonance between our opinions or what we're thinking about and what the DAO is focused on, but that is a major sign that we, in fact, do need to change uh, change what or how uh, we are communicating to some extent, and, and don't uh, you know we don't say that lightly. So uh, appreciate the feedback very much. What is the utility that you think Frax and USDC have at the moment, other than speculating? Well, you know, I thought I knew what the definition of these things were. Apparently, I don't. But like I said, it's it's basically what everybody else uses it for. Like I, I don't have a good definition. Uh, but but which is what? What is it being used for? Well, here, one example, just because it's fresh for me, Temple uses Frax as their treasury, meaning that if you want to buy Temple tokens, you have to buy Frax to because that's the only way you can buy temple tokens that's one example right um usdc i mean it's one of the most ubiquitous coins out there it's got a market cap for a reason right 
when you say speculation, uh, as as I forget how you define it, something to do with like leveraging and uh, something related to leveraging. Just betting, betting on the price action of something. Just tr like trading on the price of other cryptocurrencies or other assets. So like using it as a medium of exchange, right? Uh, I'm, I'm using USDC to buy convex because I'm going to speculate on convex. But I'm not speculating mm -hmm. on USDC. I'm just using USDC as a medium of, of exchange between two other things. Sure, but th this, is, th this is actually a great distinction we're getting. Demand in that case is to speculate on something else, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but we would argue that all of those use cases, beans can generally also fill. Now, the problem currently is that most of DeFi doesn't support 1155s. So the economics of the incentives of Beanstalk can't actually map to a lot of those other use cases. So from that perspective, in the short term, this is why it makes sense to have a Beanstalk native DEX and a Beanstalk native lending protocol such that even these speculative or, or ultimately speculative use cases for beans can actually happen. Whereas during the last bull market, you couldn't really use beans other than within the system itself. So there is, an, there is, a, there is some short-term optimization happening here in terms of at least getting to a point where the speculative based demand or speculative based utility for uh, other stable coins can also be experienced by beans. And that's, that's all well and good, but really do want to emphasize that in the grand scheme of things, demand to speculate is highly cyclical. Uh, I guess you could make an argument that as is demand for uh, real economic activity, because real economic activity is somewhat cyclical, but think that they're uh, cyclical by dramatically different orders of magnitude. So the concept is that if the entire demand for beans is to speculate uh, on, on other stuff uh, during a, a bull market, that'll, that's all well and good. But during a bear market, it's, uh, during a bear market, it's not going to be so good for the protocol. So the concept is that uh, in the short term, there can be optimization around speculative utility for beans, but we really do need to have support for deposits uh, at that point. And that's a lot of the, the work that is being done at the moment in terms of the decks and uh, the loan factory, etc. Hey, I have a quick question, Publius. Uh, you mentioned that the, the interest rate on Ave is lower for stable coins is lower than the federal fund rate, funds rate right now. And so I, I was just confused. Was that point to sort of indicate that there's less demand to sort of borrow stable coins for speculative utility, speculative based utility in like this, you know, sort of macroeconomic condition and the inverse also being true, uh, you know, in a bull market that there's a lot of demand to borrow stable coins for speculative based activity because it's the interest rate is so much higher to borrow the stable coins than the, the federal funds rate. Is that, is that right? Did I understand that correctly or, or am I missing something there? Generally, yes. Uh, the concept is that the fact that uh, the interest rates on stable coins at the moment is lower than the interest rates on the on uh, is lower than the federal funds rate. Uh, and when you think about the federal funds rate, that's like the risk free rate of return on dollars. The concept is that the fact that you can borrow dollars on chain more cheaply than the federal funds rate. You, in theory, you'd expect uh, that, uh, as Publis was saying, there's some arbitrage there where you can borrow funds at 3% and then uh, lend them out to, at the risk-free rate for 4.5% uh, and collect a spread there. But the fact that that isn't happening is indicative of the, of the fact that the 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 two economies are basically entirely separated and that there is no real economic activity happening on chain through which that arbitrage can actually take place. Yeah, that's super interesting. Thanks.
Also, I think just thinking out loud, uh, Albion's feedback is perhaps indicative that our, our, the way that we talk about things with a, a multi can often lead to uh, it seeming like there is no focus on the short term. Uh, but just want to emphasize that all of the, the, there's just a constant balance between building short-term solutions and building solutions that should be sustainable or viable in the long term. And at the moment, the, like just to give, give an example of the trade-offs, uh, order for the beanstalk native interest rate to really be able to be used in DeFi, even for speculation, uh, you have to be able to use deposits uh, in lending protocols and in DEX protocols. And for better or worse, DeFi only runs on the ERC-20 standard at the moment, and there isn't support for 1155s or uh, m much else, really. And I mean, there is some support for 721s, but the, the concept is that even if deposits were implemented according to the 1155 standard, it really wouldn't help uh, with adoption because the rest of the DeFi stack doesn't really support them. And then the question becomes how best to add support for uh, deposits. So on the one hand, there have been, uh, there's an argument to be made to, to just fork Yerve uh, and try to make it such that it can be used for deposits in some capacity. So you fork existing tech, make slight tweaks and hope it's good enough for the short term. Uh, but on the other hand, again, given the longer or the zoomed out perspective that we are coming at this from, with the goal of ultimately trying to facilitate real economic activity, we believe that there is larger work that needs to be done at the DEX layer and at the lending layer, such that the question then becomes, does it make sense to do uh, exclusively the short-term focused work, uh, or does it make sense to try to thread the needle and start working on the bigger projects like a fully functioning DEX that can compete with uh, CFI, uh, but at the same time, start to offer utility to Beanstalk or value to Beanstalk over the short to medium term, let's call it. And so if we, if we take Wells as an example, uh, the, the base implementation of Wells is ultimately going to be a constant product being ETH pool that certainly could have been done with some minor modifications to Uniswap, but the point is that the the work that has been done thus far on Wells really should provide the, the basis for a variety of different really cool stuff over the next couple of years. And so the, the question really, and it's a question that has to be answered in, in the macro context. It cannot be answered in the in the micro context because there will always be something in the short term that has to get done. The question is, are we building stuff that is aligned with the long-term goal to facilitate real economic activity, or are we just playing whack-a-mole and trying to solve the problem of the day with the, the simplest uh, way, to, way, to, way to solve the problem? And there are trade-offs. Uh, Wells has taken a lot longer than I think any of us thought it was going to take, but it's also becoming a really important a uh, piece of technology that we think over the next couple of months should be upgraded to a point where it becomes a core piece of DeFi infrastructure. So does that help Beanstalk? Uh, maybe not explicitly, but it certainly does implicitly if you consider that at the moment, Beans really can't even be used for speculative purposes in DeFi, and you consider that there's no real economic activity happening. So it's really all about is the lens or the zoom at which we are considering problems and the trade-offs we're collectively willing to make around fixing fixing problems in the short term. Beans is at 94 cents. Should we all turn our attention to repegging the system, developing a gauge system, changing the incentives around the seeds for BDV? Or 
is 94 cents okay enough for us to continue working on all the other stuff? And there's, there's an element of real, real-time optimization here, which is to say that what may make sense today may not make sense tomorrow. But I think to Albin's point, there is generally a lack of consensus on what makes sense. And there may even be a lack of consensus on what we're talking about, what we're actually discussing. So I feel like these conversations are incredibly valuable. Okay. I see there are a few um, maybe discussions or side discussions in the Barnyard chat. Um, one of them may be uh, what Bank has uh, uh, said or you know, it has been mentioned with others where they said that just holding um, you know, stables, I guess, on, on chain is some sort of uh, form of utility. Um, that may be the case, just given that, again, not everyone who holds USDC is able to exchange it uh, you know, for real use dollars. Uh, not everyone has the, you know, it's not easy for them to keep on switching on-chain, off-chain. So even though there is an opportunity cost, and, and, and we have highlighted that there is an opportunity cost, um, people still hold, you know, um, stables uh, on-chain. Uh, Mochi, I think, was uh, had a few questions on the on the ability to arbitrage between, you know, borrowing cheaper on-chain and then, you know, depositing it somewhere off-chain. Um, and in theory, well, you know, that, that may be true again. There, is, there may be some difficulties uh, to do it in practice, such that, that most and all of these rates are, you know, variable. So it's not like you can, you know, when you when you when you arbit or if you even want to arbit, given that you're still able to do that, and, and by that I mean you borrow, use the C, and then switch it uh, and go there. There is still uh, some sort of speculation here because you don't know what will happen with the with the with the rates as they may change. All right, I will pause here and see if others have anything else that they want to uh, want to, to join on or add to the discussion. Otherwise, I think we we may be moving to the development call. Is that correct, Guy? Is the development call meant to start now? Or is due to start? Whenever it makes sense to. OK, we'll pause Depending here a bit. the discussion. Yeah, we'll pause here a bit and see if we, you know, we want to continue this discussion. Otherwise, we may all of us go to the development call. OK, with that, I think we can uh, conclude this DAO meeting. Uh, as a reminder, we're discussing you know, many things. Uh, I think one of the main uh, things that we are um, actively discussing is governance. Uh, we had a call yesterday. I think the recording will be up or is already up um, on, um, on Anchor. Um, otherwise, uh, it is a discussion that we're still you know, going and, and having through. And we will have uh, more meetings to, to continue you know, what we think can be improved uh, in governance. Otherwise, the, there is a BIP that's live, and that's the budget proposal. Um, there's seven more days left, uh, or it, uh, six more days, actually. So it will end on February 8th. Um, so I'd encourage everyone who hasn't voted to vote and those who have voted to you know, talk to other farmers, tell other farmers, encourage them as well to participate and, and, and actively um, vote. Um, otherwise, we will end this call here. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll be moving to the to the development call. I think that the development call will have it at the barnyard at the barnyard chat or at the barnyard guy, correct? Yeah, we'll stick around here. All right, okay. I will I will end it here and then um, I guess I Chad, maybe you can you can lead uh, the development call or or anyone else. Thank you guys.